Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's the things? Going. I mean, just had a long, not not a long, but four day trip for my husband's job. And so kind of- I haven't even heard about it yet. I know. It was a lot, but it's fine. It was nice. Like that was a lot, but it was nice to like, get a break from the bickering at home. Yeah. So like I missed my kids, but I was like, oh, did not miss this. <laughs> Came home a little bit refreshed with more patience, did you? Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> That'll do that. Some time yeah. away. I'm glad for yeah. you. So you look super you- cute. Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> they had like, like themed, di- like not themed, but like, cause normally it's business casual for them. You know, and but now they're trying to be a little bit more casual. And so they were like, Oh, dress in red for this day. Dress and, and that would be like daytime and then nighttime would be like different black and white with a splash of red or yellow or whatever. And I was like It's like spirit oh. week. Yes. And I had to wear like two outfits every day. <laughs> <laughs> Christy does not like to change clothes. If you did not know. <laughs> so, anyway, it's all good. It was fine. It was fun. It was all it's great. Got to hang out with some people like from the neighborhood because a lot of our neighborhood people work there. So it's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to the big hockey game. Yes, you said so that. So when this drops, it will we will have already gone. So they turn a it's called the stadium series, and they turn a football stadium into an ice rink and do an outdoor hockey game. And I'm so cool. It's so cool. And I, so our friends are coming down because they're like huge hockey fans and it's their team playing the Carolina Hurricanes team, which is our local team here. And they often come down for games mm-hmm. and just to get everyone tickets and we'll go. And so when Wes was like, yeah, they're going to come down for this game on the state, put it on the calendar. I didn't think anything of it. Right. I just thought mm-hmm. it's a hockey game. Well, then I would keep hearing on the radio and on the news a few weeks ago about like this huge hockey game, stadium series, whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the day we're going. Like, oh, this is a big deal. (laughs) Totally big deal. Sold out all over the news. They're doing festivals all week long leading up to the game. Anyway. Fun. Well, you'll have to let us know next week. Yeah, that was. (laughs) I know. It's going to be great. Cool. Awesome. I know. I'm excited. So that's it. That's all I have. We have a, a Patreon to thank. So we want to give a big shout out to Natalia for joining our closet over on Patreon. Just yes. had a case drop, actually, on oh. Friday. Well, welcome, Natalia. Enjoy. Hopefully you, you like it as yeah. much as we enjoy we, doing them. I know. We really do. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys over there. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, – I don't know if we sh- – well, I'm just going to mention it since I feel like if we don't, we might forget after – we do the rest of this intro, but we have also, guys, a new voicemail, like phone number that you can call us at or text us. <laughs> so cool. You can leave us a voicemail or you can send us a text message and we'll yes. get it. Right. Yeah. So just another way like for you to connect with us and whatever, you know, you can always still email us or write us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. But this is just another way. So it'll be linked. The number will be linked in our um Instagram profile, but just so you have it now, just in case you want to, our phone number is 314-594-7031. Call us, text us. (laughs) 
cool. It's very cool. So, yes. Excited about that. But it'd be nice to like hear someone's voice right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So anyway, um, I do have a, this is a pretty quick story for you if you want. Okay. If you want yeah. Okay. So I think I've already told you, but Isaiah, my oldest, is taking forensics in yes. right now. It's one of his classes, right? I'm so excited about it. We are both very excited about it. <laughs> I've actually told him that I would do all the work for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has not taken me up on that, so nobody should think that at all. He's totally doing it on his own. But every now and then he shares stuff that he's doing. Well, anyway, I mean, maybe I'm giving this totally away right now by telling you that, but the other day, it was like a week or so ago, <clears throat> he had gone to the gym in the morning with my husband and whatever, they did that. He went to school and like a couple hours into school, he texts me and he texts me a picture of his hands and the very tips of them are like just barely blue. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, well, and, and no context because this is what he does. He sometimes like says something and there's no context and you're like, trying to read his mind. Like, why did you just say that? Or why did you just send this to me? And so like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, do you feel okay? I start Googling blue fingertips and it's like lack of oxygen or like you're, or there's like a lack of oxygenated blood to your fingertips. And like, it could be like a sign. I'm like literally freaking out. Cause I'm like, are you okay? And he was like, I'm fine. They were worse earlier. And I'm like, worse. Like, <laughs> Googling and I'm like, I'm gonna have to go pick him up and bring him right. to the doctor. Like, did something happen when they were working out? You know, whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, Yeah, they used like I had to do my fingerprints like 40 times. Oh <laughs> I was thinking it was ink. <laughs> but like when you get no context and it's not like, hey, look what happened in forensics. Like he just texted me a picture of blue, like or I got blue. fingerprinted. Right barely blue fingerprints. Like it did not look like ink in the picture. Like I'll have right. to send you the picture. It totally looked like the blood was lacking in his fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're grabbing your keys, call, calling the pediatrician. Like I'm not even kidding. I was like, I'm coming to get you. He's like, mom, I just took 40 fingerprints. I'm like, well, thanks. You could have led with that. <laughs> I didn't know you had forensics today. <laughs> He needs to work on his intros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, thanks for giving me a heart attack for fingerprints. Yeah. Glad he's okay. Glad his blood is oxygenated, oxygenated properly. Yes. Yes, me too. So that's anyway. cool. I want to yeah. fingerprint myself. I know, right? Let's take he said they did that. Um, also, I know we should. I said, will you ask your teacher if you let me send in a couple of classes? Yeah. Mortifying. Um, no. <laughs> I was like, I won't talk to you. I won't even acknowledge that I'm your mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said they did the like where they dust for fingerprints too. Oh my gosh. That's so Dexter. I know. I know. So fun. Anyway. Cool. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Is that all we have? I think okay. so. Okay, well, let's get into our case for this week because I have a real doozy for you. Oh, I'm so ready. All right, here we go. All right, my friend. This is a listener suggestion from our friend Emily. Well, hello, Emily. Hello, Emily. Thank you. This case, we're going across the pond. 
Who is this, England? the Devon? Yes. <laughs> and so some we do these little questions sometimes on Instagram. And I asked this week where people were listening from. Mm-hmm. And somebody said Devon, England. And I was like, you're not going to believe this, but I am just now working on a case in Devon, England. I wonder if she's heard of it. Anyway, so this case is an, a ride. Like, we are going to talk about murder. We are going to talk about fraud. We're going to talk about incest. We're going to talk about identity theft. It's an odd ball case. Yes. How did Emily find out or know about this case? Like, does she live over there or? I don't think so. I think it's just something that she came across and was like, oh, this case is wackadoo. Okay. Oh, you know what? She wrote a paper on it. Oh, okay. that's what it, she wrote a paper on this case, which I would like to read, Emily. Well, maybe she'll send it your way. Maybe. Okay. So this is the case of Albert Walker and the murder of Ronald Platt, which is also known as the Rolex murder. Ooh, Rolex. Mm-hmm. Rolly, rolly, rolly. <laughs> okay. What is that? Is that a commercial? Okay. (laughs) It's a song, but I don't even know if that's what they're talking about. Oh, it's a song. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. So in July of 1996 in Devon, England, a fisherman was out fishing with nets in the English Channel. As he pulled up his nets, he saw that there was a dead body of a man in the nets. Oh, okay. so he caught, caught a man. Corpse. He did. Mm-hmm. As he pulled up his nets, he saw that this man was well-dressed. He was a white male in his 40s or 50s. He had no identification on him, and his pockets were turned inside out, hmm. like somebody had gone through them and taken things. He had multiple bruises on his left thigh and leg and a large gash wound to the back of his head. Oof. Also found in the net was a 10-pound metal anchor. The bruising on this man's leg, as well as a mark on his belt, led police to determine that the anchor had been put through his belt to weight him down. Mm. However, his cause of death was determined to be drowning. Oh, so the gas Right. It possibly rendered him unconscious, Mm. but it was not what actually caused his death. So it was believed that that's exactly what had happened. Perhaps the anchor was used to hit him over the head and then to weigh him down, and he was thrown overboard and ultimately drowned. Okay. His death was ruled a homicide, and it was thought that he had only been in the water for a few days. Hmm. So this man is unknown. They don't know who he is. He has a tattoo of a maple leaf on the back of one of his hands. And he was wearing wearing a very nice Rolex watch. Okay. Based on the date and time on the watch when it stopped, police were able to determine that this man had died on or around July 20th. Okay. And this is 1996 again. Okay. Fun fact about Rolex watches, which I did not know, is that all of the watches have a serial number on them and are registered to an owner. Hmm. 
And that serial number is used to track that watch throughout its entire lifespan. So every time that it's brought in for servicing or to have a battery replaced, that service is recorded. So investigators were able to contact Rolex and according to their database and the serial number that was on the watch, it belonged to a Canadian man named Ronald Joseph Platt. Okay. Interesting. So police contacted Ronald Platt's next of kin, which was his brother, and his brother positively identified his body. Mm. So that is the man that was found. And then that was also confirmed with dental records. Okay. All right. So Ronald Platt was a 50-year-old man who had been born in Canada but was living in Essex County, England. He was divorced and he had worked as a TV repairman. In 1993, he and his girlfriend, Elaine Boys had gone back to Canada because Ronald missed living there, but they eventually broke up. Elaine only stayed in Canada for six months. Ronald stayed for several years and just kind of ran out of money and like opportunity. And so he had just recently come back to England a few months before his death. Mm, Okay. So police are digging into Ronald's life to try to figure out how he ended up at the bottom of the English Channel, murdered. He was known as a very quiet and gentle man, but in the months leading up to his death, he had become depressed and had been drinking heavily. He didn't have much contact with his family, so that's why he was never really reported missing. Police contacted the last apartment that he had rented, And on his references, he listed the name and number of a David Davis. Okay. So police are like, well, obviously he knows this David Davis. So Mm -hmm. they contact David Davis. He said he did know Ronald, that they were friends, that Ronald and his girlfriend used to work for him, but that he hadn't seen him in about three months. David came in for questioning. He cooperated with police and seemed upset. At the death of his friend. Okay. So after a few months, police hit a dead end. There was nobody else to contact. Everyone that they had contacted so far had no idea who would have done this to him, what what happened. So they start revisiting old witnesses. It's like one of those situations where it's like, all right, let's go back to the beginning Mm -hmm. and work our way through. So one of the investigators went out to the home of David Davis, Ronald's old friend, the investigator got the address mixed up and knocked on the wrong door and said, oh. I'm looking for David Davis. And the man was like, well, I don't know who David Davis is. What address are you looking for? So he showed him the address and the man was like, well, that's the address. That's the house you're looking for right there. But there's no David Davis living there. That is the home of Ronald Platt. Oh. Okay. So police are confused because they're investigating Ronald Platt's murder. So Mm -hmm. how is it possible that another Ronald Platt exists and is living in David Davis's house? So they're looking very heavily now into who this David Davis person is, because they're right. That is weird. Why do people think that you are a dead person? Mm -hmm. David Davis owned a financial company called the Cavendish Corporation. He lived in Yorkshire with a very young wife named Noel and two young daughters. As they started like low-key following David and looking into his business and his everyday life, they were able to prove that he was, in fact, 
paying bills, making purchases, and posing as Ronald Platt. Like another Ronald Platt? No, the like- Ronald Platt. Like oh. he, he assumed his identity and was living as him. Took since over when? his bank accounts. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Apparently since his death. Okay. That's what they know so far. But mm-hmm. we will find out it was going on way before that. Okay. So they also determined, as they're looking into this David David person, that he owns a large boat that was docked in Devon, which is where Ronald Platt's body was found. Oh, man. And so then they get some cell phone records of David Davis's phone, and police can see that he had made calls from Devon on July 20th, which is the date that Ronald was believed to have been killed. Mm-hmm. So in October, David Davis was arrested for the murder of Ronald Platt. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. When he was arrested, police escorted his wife, Noelle, and the two children out of the home so that they could perform a search of the home. Who did Noelle know him as? Robert Platt? We will get there. Okay. They had been married for a while. Okay. I put married in quotes. Okay. You guys can't see that, but <laughs> okay. Okay. So before they left, they like had them leave the house. They allowed her to pack a few things for her kids, like some clothes, diapers, that stuff. But police searched the bags that she packed because they were like, well, we don't want her to take evidence, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she had tried to hide 4,000 pounds in cash and five gold bars. In the bags. Gold bars? Gold bars. (laughs) So police are like highly suspicious of her now. So they bring her in for questioning. Now, Noelle was only 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And David Davis was 51. So there was a 30-year age gap between the Mm -hmm. two of them. And police were like, what's up with that? Like, you guys are drastically different in age. Noelle becomes very emotional, and she eventually confessed to police that David Davis was her dad. Uh, What? uh, So police are like, what in the Sam hell is going on here? Who are these people? (laughs) Yeah. So they're booking David Davis into their system for this murder that they believe that he has committed, and they get a match to his fingerprints in their database. Mm Mm-hmm. David Davis's fingerprints matched a Canadian man named Albert Walker. And Albert Walker just so happened to be listed as the most wanted criminal in Canada and the fourth most wanted person in Interpol's database. Do you know what Interpol is? I've heard of Interpol. Interpol, (laughs) yes. I don't know why I said pool. Interpol. Sorry. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So if you don't know, it's the International Criminal Police Organization. So they catch criminals who like flee to other countries. It's mm-hmm. like a nation or global wide um, organization that countries can be a part of to like work with each other and try to find people who flee to different lands. So he was number one most wanted in Canada and like fourth in Interpol. Yep. Wow. Okay. And he had been charged with fraud and money laundering in Canada 
and had been on the lam for six years. Wow. And the Yorkshire police just found him. They just happened to have him in custody. Right. <laughs> so, Albert Walker. Okay. So who is Albert Walker? Who AKA the heck is David Davis, AKA, AKA Ronald Platt. Ronald Platt. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did we get here? Okay. So he was born in Ontario, Canada, and he married a woman named Barbara. And the two of them had four daughters. Okay. He was very charismatic. He was ambitious. He was an active member of his local church, super well-liked. He worked for a trust company as a bank teller, and he was very fiscally smart. He was very good at it. And after a few years, he started helping people file their taxes, giving financial advice, and eventually opened up a freelance bookkeeping company called Walker Financial Services. Okay. He did financial planning. He was a mortgage broker. He worked in investments, stocks, bonds, all that stuff. His company became extremely successful, and it grew into six branches and over 30 employees. Okay. People would invest millions of dollars with Albert. So, like, he is killing it. Right, yeah. As the years went on, Albert made a ton of money, as you can imagine, and he was living very lavishly. He bought boats. He bought a lot of fine art. He bought jewels, gold bars. I don't know what it is with the gold bars, but right. he began taking very elaborate trips and would run around the world and had a lot of girlfriends that he would wine and dine and he would buy them expensive jewelry. He's like living the high life like he's mm -hmm. a playboy. Eventually, Barbara, his wife, got sick of that and they divorced. Good for you, Babs. Yeah, <laughs> Babs. It's <laughs> cute. Albert was asked to pay 30,000 pounds a month in support. Wow. And this is back in the 80s. Right. That seems a lot now. Right. It is a lot. <laughs> it's like, dibs. I'll yeah. take 30 grand a month. Okay. He was very upset by this and he threatened to end Barbara's life and was arrested. And that is how his fingerprints got into the database. Okay. Okay. So after over a decade of Albert breaking it in, some of his stock deals began collapsing. And people who had invested with him were wondering where their money was. Mm -hmm. Because like they would invest, let's say, $1 million. And then all of a sudden, now they only have $150,000. Mm -hmm. They're like, where, where's, where's my money, Albert? Right. So they are asking for it back, and he didn't have it. So they report him to the police. It was found that he had defrauded 70 of his Canadian clients out of millions and millions of dollars. Investigators found over 40 accounts in Albert's name in multiple different countries. So he was, like, funneling money. In 1990, his accounts were all frozen, and police went to arrest Albert on fraud charges. But he was already gone. Oh. He had remortgaged the home and took a bunch of cash and a bunch of gold bars and left, fled the country. And he had taken his 15-year-old daughter with him. For what purpose? <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. 
They attempted to track them down. Missing persons photos were made up for his daughter, but they were both gone. I mean, they had disappeared themselves until now. Right. Okay. So now they know that Albert Walker had settled in a small town in England and started going by David Davis. He opened up another financial investment company, which was that Cavendish company, and he hired Ronald and his girlfriend, Elaine, to work with him and just continued to scam people and defraud people. Well, that makes sense. A new country. They also knew, now know, that Albert and his daughter had been living as man and wife and had two young daughters that looked a lot like Grandpa Albert. So gross. Yeah, she was 15. Yeah. Uh, I'm so surprised they didn't have any issues. Yeah. Because that's pretty close incest, not like, you know. Oh, right. Well, true. You're right. But anyway, he – she was not of age of consent, 100% is the point here. Like, he is a piece of crap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once Ronald moved back to Canada – Albert then resumed his identity in England to add another layer, like, between him and his criminal past. So he's like, okay, but, you know, they, that's only one degree. Like, I was Albert Walker. Now I'm David Davis. I need to be somebody else now to, mm-hmm. like, add another layer of reasons they won't be able to find me. And I, can I ask a question? Is he kind of like living as both because is he still doing what he's doing uh, under David Davis, but now also being known as Ronald? From what I understand, yes. I don't know the ends. It's like I think on paper he was like Ronald Platt, but like mm-hmm. neighbors, well, no, because they thought he was Ronald Platt too. His neighbor did. Right. So, right. yeah, I don't know. Okay. Great question. I'm not really sure. I know it was all scammy and mm-hmm. and lies upon lies. So when Ronald moved back to Canada or um, back to England, you know, Albert was like, well, there can't be two of us. Mm. So he took Ronald out on his boat and murdered him horrifically, by the way, threw him into the, the channel alive and weighted him down and just continued to live his life. Oh, my gosh. So, Albert went on trial for Ronald's murder in 1998. He pled not guilty, and his defense was that Ronald had taken his own life because he had gone to Canada to try to, like, make it there, and he couldn't make it there, and so he came back with his head hung low, and he was depressed, and he'd been drinking, and he threw himself in the channel. With an anchor tied to his belt and, and like a big hit, gash hit, his, in his hit his head on the way out. Well, that's boat? yes. Right. Okay. okay. So Ronald's hair and blood were found on Albert's boat. There was a receipt found in Albert's home from where he purchased the anchor. Mm. Albert's phone put him where Ronald's body was found on the date he had been killed. And Albert was literally pretending to be Ronald. Right, right. They also showed proof that after Ronald's murder, Albert had purchased multiple gold bars and had uh, gotten a large amount of cash, and it appeared that he was possibly making plans to flee again. Mm -hmm. Albert's daughter, slash wife, but Mm -hmm. daughter, testified Mm -hmm. against him. 
and corroborated everything that the prosecution had against Albert. Like he is a liar. He is a scam artist. He forced me, manipulated me, coerced me from a very young age into living this lie. Right. He's guilty. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. He is a POS. After two hours of deliberation, Albert was found guilty of the first degree murder of Ronald Platt and of identity theft. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. And I'm not done yet. Okay. (laughs) Because he also has pending charges in Canada. Oh. 18 counts, exactly, to be of fraud, theft, and money laundering for those millions of dollars that he embezzled from his clients. Right. So in 2005, Albert was extradited back to Canada and went on trial for those charges. He was found guilty and sentenced to four years for fraud and one year for money laundering. Okay. He is currently 76 years old and serving out all of his sentences in a Canadian prison in British Columbia. He continues to claim he is not responsible for Ronald's death. He has applied for parole several times, all of which have been denied, most recently in July of 2021. It's like he's still trying to get out. He also applied for day parole so that he could – he was requesting to, like, be let out during the day so he could go – sorry, I'm laughing because this is funny. (laughs) He wants to go unescorted to Vancouver Island for a personal development program. But that was quickly denied. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you're kind of a flight risk, Albert. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of a flight risk. And it's a little bit late for personal development, if you ask me. Yeah, I was going to say, you're a con artist. You're not going for personal development. (laughs) Yeah, and a murderer and a child Mm -hmm. predator. Mm -hmm. Okay. After Albert's arrest, his daughter took her two daughters back to Canada and moved in with her mom, Barbara. Okay. She refuses to this day to reveal the paternity of her two children and will not allow them to be submitted to any DNA testing or anything. So we don't actually know who the father is. Right. She does not speak to the media. She lives a very quiet life. I hope that she's happy and that she has gotten therapy. I wonder who else's kids they could be, though. Exactly. I mean, we don't know. Right. Yeah, it's it's ne- never been said. She refuses to say. You know, I I know that this is not the case, but randomly, I'm sitting here because this is how my brain works. She had children with her father, so these are her kids and her siblings. Oh, gross! Oh my god, poor. Oh, that is just. I know that's not how it works. No, but but that's just what my my brain does. Anyway, so weird. Oh. Okay. It's, ter- it's terrible is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she that's she was victimized. Yeah. So badly. Okay. So there have been multiple books written about Albert Walker. One was even written by his ex-wife Barbara, mm. whose last name is now McDonald. It's called Dancing Devil: My 20 Years with Albert Walker. I didn't read any of these books. Mhm. Because there were so many like shows done on him mm-hmm. and documentaries that I was like overloaded with information about this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. 
but I will list them all in the show notes. If anybody wants to like go back and read any of these books, I'll put them in there so you can find them easier. There, like I said, have been lots of documentaries done about Albert and his crimes. There was a play written about him. A play. What, what's it called? Um, it is oh, called. Wait, I have it. Stolen Lives: The Albert Walker Story by Peter Coley. A play. A play. <laughs> and a made-for-TV movie that I did watch just for fun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not factually based. They're, like, loosely based. And mm-hmm. it is called A.K.A. Albert Walker. Well, how was it? Was it good? It was It was entertaining. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely sensationalized. Really made me feel for the daughter, like, in a huge way. And Ronald. And, I mean, just there's a lot of people, like, some of, I saw one report. So I don't know if this is actually true. But, like, he defrauded these 70 people out of millions of dollars. And one of them actually ended up taking their own life because, because they're so devastated that he mm. had taken all their money and all that stuff. So, wow. And he just left his wife and three of his kids like with a huge mess to clean up, mm-hmm. you know, like they were in debt. They had people coming after the- them and they couldn't find him. So it's like they're next of kin. They're responsible. It was terrible. Right. Like he yeah. sucked. Gosh. I know. This is a shorter one today, but that is the life of crime of Albert Walker and the that, murder of Ronald Platt. The, that was a ride just because mm-hmm. of all of the crap that he had done. And I mean, poor everyone in the story, but but poor Ronald, who, by the way, I accidentally called Robert earlier, um, who basically just died so that he wouldn't get caught. Like, it's not like he did something to him or right. he no, found he out. Him. He was yeah, like found out and confronted him or whatever. And Albert's like, I got to get rid of him. Like, he literally just got rid of him because he's like, oh, crap, he moved back. And now there's going to be two of us living here. And I'm not mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I need to be the only one. Yeah, it's heartless. It's very cold-blooded. Yes. And it, it's crazy, too. Like, if you think of how, like, what are the odds that this fisherman caught Ronald in his net and then Mm -hmm. the odds that he just happened to be wearing a really specific and like not common watch that could just so happen to be traced back to him, they would have never caught Albert. Right. And you would think that Albert would have known that and either taken the watch because I didn't know that. Well, I I just know that about Rolexes. Yeah, I just figured like he's like a high roller like kind of guy and like was making rolling in it for a while. So he, I don't know. Like in my head, I was thinking that he would know that and would the smart thing would have been to take the dang watch because it would have been registered to himself. <laughs> well, well, that's true. His yeah, fake his further fake proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of, kind of. Um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but that he didn't do that because. Essentially, it's probably what took him down. I mean, they would have figured out who he was probably, but they figured it out quickly because of that Rolex. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I don't know if they would have ever figured out who he was. Yeah, I guess because you only. Because who's going to report him missing? Right. You only confirm through dental records after you kind of have an idea of who it is to get 
those dental records. So that's true. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't like DNA-ish time. Maybe Mm-mm. it was like the beginning of it. But- 96. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that also, I was saying this to you the other day that my last three cases, so this one and the two before, have all been like this. Like these cases where we talk more about the actual murderer than the victims. Right. Because Matthew Murray mm-hmm. was the, the spree killer. And then Susan Monica was the right. one who killed the people. So like these are very odd cases and they, I don't know, it's like very different to research cases like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, thanks. Thanks, Emily. For yeah. Thanks, Emily. To our attention and it's a, thanks for it's a pistol. Doing the research. Is it worth watching that? Like, like, should I turn that on? Like in the background? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. I mean, I enjoyed it, but only because like I was so invested already. Right. I don't know. You can try it. You'll know within the first probably 10 or so minutes if it's something that you want to watch. It's well, I, mean, I don't stop watching. Very them. interesting story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting story. I for sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. That's awesome. You're welcome. Thank like, you. Somewhat fun. <laughs> mm, well, I mean, like, I don't know. Just, this has more victims than any of our other cases combined, well, I feel like. No, yeah, but like just the like road that this guy took. Yeah. Like, he had to, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating that people can just do this crap. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness right. he didn't get away with it. I think it might be a little bit harder to do it nowadays than it is was back then maybe but anyway who knows gosh well that'll do it for this fine monday (laughs) (laughs) let us as always let us know what you think and come check us out on social media uh we are usually pretty active over there during the week well beth is active over there during the week i go in and like depends on the week (laughs) yeah definitely so but let us know what you think and check us out come over to patreon if you want to check that out we have gotten some traction and so hopefully we'll just keep that up and just always remember the world is scary people suck hide in your closet